I'm Faith Saley, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello and welcome to the very first ever episode of World Gone Good. My name's Steve, and I am so happy you've decided to come have a good time with me. Now, I am supposed to tell you to subscribe to this podcast and download this podcast and share this podcast with others and run off to Vegas and marry the podcast. But listen, if you want to subscribe, download, share, and spread the good that is going to happen here, that's all you. That's on you. I leave it up to you. It is so appreciated, but honestly, I'm just happy you're here and listening. Today on our very first show, we're going to talk about something good. Protesting. Now, for some people, protesting, specifically peaceful protesting, is seen as positive, a symbol of our freedom, what makes our democracy so strong, right? But for others, protesting is viewed as a negative thing. They see it as a dissent. We're going against the grain. Um, It's going against accepted ways. Protesting is at its root a form of communication. And for my very first guest ever here on World Gone Good, it took on something a bit more personal when the protest itself entered her very own home. You may know Faith Saley as a correspondent on CBS Sunday Morning, or maybe you know her from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, or as the author of her hilariously funny and deeply personal memoir, Approval Junkie, or maybe you know her from that recent meme when she was on Star Trek, one of the Star Treks. Um, Yeah, she's a meme now. That's pretty cool. Look, I know her from all these places too, but I also know Faith as my friend. I just want to say to start things that I don't know if you feel this way about me, Faith, but this is how I feel about you. I feel like in an alternate dimension, we are married and we are like Jennifer and Jonathan Hart on Heart to Heart and we solve crimes, not not because we're detectives, but because I'm a Playboy millionaire and you're a sexy model, and people just keep getting murdered around us. And we're just like, I don't know. We'll we're, solve it. And we're just so good together. We're, we're so good. So good together. And we constantly call each other darling. <laughs> just like the hearts. That's how I see life. We, we have the same vision of a multiverse. That is <laughs> happening somewhere. I just love it so much. I just love the idea oh of just like we're, like we're having a good old time at Thanksgiving and someone drops dead and everyone looks at us. I'm like, oh, well. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, hang on. Dessert's going to be a couple minutes late. I love this vision. Thank you. That's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. All right. So you, you obviously you're, you're, you're married. You have your own family. I mean, to my fake non-crime solving husband. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> but I mean, he's Jewish. So we're halfway there. You're halfway there. I mean, it's my second marriage. I finally figured out you got to marry a nice Jewish guy. Don't, don't ever doubt it. Don't ask yeah. my husband. He's, yeah. he's 13 years into this uh, tragedy. Um, <laughs> where did you, where'd you meet your husband? Uh, we, we like to say we met on gay date. Because um, his gay best friend and my gay best friend were having lunch at um, Toast. Is Toast still a place in West I, Hollywood? Or was I, it pre-pandemic? 
I, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is a decade ago, and and they were they were bemoaning our respective, you know, uh, uh, you know, significant others at that time, and they just had that light bulb moment, and we're like, you, oh, it was kind of like you've got chocolate, I've got peanut butter, let's make them taste great together. Um, and then those those two men, uh, Rob and Manfred, um, were our best men at our wedding a, a, a year later and, and the godfathers to our children. Because this is why I've asked you here, not just to spend lovely time with you. I really want people to understand the good that's happening in the world. And your son and daughter, well, I'm going to let you take it away with what happened because this is the good. Well, well, thanks. Um, they are... You call it good. They are still disgruntled. Um, and this really, this is a cautionary tale for everybody. If if you do not allow your six and eight-year-olds to have iPads, um, they get very creative. <laughs> um, I mean, the other morning I came out and they had constructed an ATM out of um, out of paper and there's a six-year-old hand that reaches out and throws money at you, but also makes sounds like beep, 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 here is your money. Um, so, uh, so m- my children look at screens to do school, but other than that, we don't let them have screens and they wake up before six and a.m. And, uh, and so there's always something exciting when I come out in the morning, um, at the very late hour of 6:45. And so what happened, sorry, that was a long preamble, but, um, we live in a 1200 square foot apartment in New York city. There's, uh, uh, four of us plus my husband's dog and, uh, they share. A wait, room. wait, 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 I'm sorry. I, I wait. know. I knew you were, I knew you weren't going to let that Why go. Why is it your husband's dog? Because he had this dog before we started dating and we got married and I allowed the dog to live in our apartment. Now, you don't <laughs> like children and I never wanted a dog. Can you put the- Let's not confuse that. Hold on. Let's not confuse that with saying I don't like dogs. I think dogs are delightful. Sure. I never wanted a dog. It's hard to have a dog in New York City. This poor dog, we, don't, we can't just be like, hey, here's the back door. Go out and run around. This poor dog gets stuck in this apartment all day. And, you know, he gets walked two or three times a day if he's lucky. But I just never wanted a dog. And I know that makes me horrible. And I've lost all your listeners. No, it's my listener. Um, Listen, what we're going to do is singular. We're going to do... Cut that out. I'm going to just do a future show with the dog. Okay, so you're... Let him have a... Corbin. His name's Corbin. He's a rescue dog from Georgia and I'm a rescue from Georgia as well. So we actually have a lot in common. So, um, anyway. Okay, the children have gotten um, up at 6 a.m. ish. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, um, my family got back from a little vacation and while we were on vacation, safe vacation, I asked our building to install a lock on, on John's and my bedroom door, which we've never had. Now, one might think that means that we're having spectacular and constant sex that is interrupted. And unfortunately, that's not the case. I mean, the, the sex is great and spectacular, but it's not constant and it's not interrupted. I, I just have to use our bedroom as a place to eat chocolate away from the children. I have to use our bedroom. That's like there's a purple chair I sit in that, that I bought to breastfeed my children. That is now my desk. Like that's where I do my writing. I don't even have a desk in my room. I use a windowsill. 
this is New York City people. We are we are the poorest rich people you know. So so um, no matter how many times I've told my children for the past eight years, if I tell you that you can't come in, you can't come in, they come in. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting a lock put on the door. That'll show them. So while we were gone, we get a lock put on the door. We get back from this vacation and I test out the lock. You would have thought that I told them I was going to sell them. <laughs> they were, they were so, they, they skipped the step of like being hurt. They, they were so personally outraged. Like how dare I? They, I mean, they couldn't even believe it. So they started screaming to each other, no lock, no lock. Well, to me, no lock, no lock. And, uh, and, and I just stayed really calm and I was like, these are boundaries and, you know, I've asked you for years for privacy. And so when I need to have privacy, I'm just going to lock the door. Now the footnote, Steve, is that all they have to do is bang on the door. If I'm in there doing a business call, like it doesn't matter if it's locked or not, they're still going to bang on the door. But I, I thought this would nevertheless deter them. So the next morning, um, this was at night, I put them to bed. The next morning I... I open the door. Uh, John's still trying to sleep with the sound machine on. And there are two, there are two envelopes at the, at the foot of our door. They are both. Wait, wait, are they, are they, are they under the door? Like under? Okay. No, they're right okay. outside. So you open the door and they're, they're right. Like you step on them and they're side by side. And one is it, they're addressed to Fath. <laughs> ampersand john they managed to put the h in my husband's name he is the only jo jewish john with an h in they his are, name they are, but they forgot they, they for are so mad yeah. they've gone to first names they, exactly they they skipped over mom and dad but i also realized i'm trying to find the other the other um i i have all the documentation which is why y'all are hearing these pages um but faith is spelled faith is spelled f-a-t-h and then uh, underneath it is spelled is just capital T little A L F, Telf. And then and then there's another. I might have to just look at my phone where I have all these saved. And then there's another one to Faith and John. And then this one, I believe my name is spelled correctly. And then it has our apartment number. <laughs> so clearly, it was delivered to the right apartment. So. Um, Oh, here it is. Faith and John, apartment number. And then it says the Anti-Lock Foundation. <laughs> so immediately I know what TELF <laughs> is. So, so the letter says, um, hold on. Wait, I have one quick question. Uh, so yeah. we all know. Yeah. How old is August, August? Oh, right. Augustus is eight and Minerva Got is it. six. So this is in Augustus's handwriting. And it says, dear Faith ampersand john comma it's all very good so far like good grammar everything i am a member of the blank household or apartment mm -hmm. number i was this is my favorite part i was recently except recently is spelled resently <laughs> r-e-s-e-n-t-l-y i was resently so it good works on so many levels it does informed that y'all got a lock on your bedroom door. It keeps this household physically apart. 
Now I'm going to physically spelled P H I S I C L Y. And it's written in like pointy barbed wire handwriting <laughs> that like a person in an asylum, like a serial killer would write. Like it's, it, it is, it is, it is gone. It is in all caps and it's like gone over, over and over. So it looks like someone's angry and murderous. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the other one says, if you do not take the Luke down, the Luke. Now that doesn't have an umlaut. It is spelled L-O-O-C-K. If you do not take the loop down, you will hear and see a protest tomorrow morning. Uh, Your very, and again, that's the um, barbed wire crazy person handwriting on Mm -hmm. very angry inhabitants, inhabitants. I mean, it was pretty good spelling all in all. And I do want to point out that I, um, in the past two years, have started saying y'all because it is gender inclusive. And I appreciate that my children do that. So- um, so we were warned. I spent, wait, 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 I spent wait. the was day. That, that was letter yeah. number one and two or just one? That was, um, that, that was letter number okay. one in two parts. Oh, it was in two parts. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Legally, yeah. I would think that would probably be, the, was it notarized? Um, it was, it was not notarized, okay. but that doesn't mean, I mean, it was still very official yeah. and I believe it. I mean, it was business. delivered obviously because um, the address was there through the mail. So that makes it official i mean i was served basically right because it was it was inside my apartment (laughs) right so i i I, there was a lot of like grimacing um and i didn't want i wanted to laugh but i knew i shouldn't because i appreciated the ceremoniousness with which this threat was launched um and i should also add that my children went on their first protest uh uh at the end of may beginning of june and it was a Black Lives Matter, socially distanced, safe, like children's protest in in Riverside Park. Um, and so they really got into the signage, the marching, and the chanting. Sure. And and we talked a lot about peaceful protests and what they mean. So um, so I I told I told my children that Faith and John um, appreciated the warning. Actually, actually, if um, I that- can interrupt, Faith and John. Beth and John appreciated the warning that I, 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 um, I told them that protests are okay, but they must be, um, they must be peaceful and, um, it can't involve a lot of yelling because, you know, we have neighbors. So, um, so there was a lot of whispering that day. I saw them caballing. They caballed in the bath. They still take a bath together. At one point they were over in the corner, (laughs) clearly making some kind of signs. And they kept going into our utensil drawer to get, um, like shish kebab sticks. So, so, um, and, and then, and then I didn't even, I didn't even use the lock that day. Like I would just go into my room and close the door and I would just like, I'd be working. And then you'd just see the door handle just go like someone was checking it (laughs) like like like, I knew that they I knew that they wanted me to lock it so that it would like foment their outrage and I wasn't going to hand that to them so so I went to bed that night like they were still in the planning stage and I gotta say I was I was a little bit afraid I didn't know I I knew something was going to greet me the next morning I wasn't sure what it was so I woke up and um I walk out of my apartment and I'm trying to find the signs they Minerva, they're in their pajamas. Minerva is holding a 
very wide sign aloft. Like she's placed it so that the two shish kebab spears are, you know, arm's length apart and she's holding it above her head. Um, I think they're also influenced by suffragists because we had been watching some footage of suffragists with the centennial of the 19th amendment. Um, and so she's, she's walking around our very small living room over the dog because Corbin, the dog can't be bothered. Like he's just sprawled out <laughs> with a protest going on over him. And, and she, she's got a, so one side of the, the, the sign clearly she's made and it has a smiley face, purple, a purple smiley face with a line through it. Mm. And then it has, has something that really looks like the head of a penis, oh. like a circumcised okay. penis. Um, and it, it has a line through it as well. So, uh-huh. so, right. So I'm like, what is that one about? Like, do they, are they, do they actually think, do they know what sex is? <laughs> First of all, let's start there. Do they know what sex is? And do they think we want to lock so we can have sex? I'll get to that in a minute. And then, and then she's written new N O O in all six year old caps for Luke's new for Luke's L O O C K S. And then it says no Luke. So I asked them, what is this pointing to the circumcised penis? And they said, that's a lock. So it was supposed to look like they'd meant they, what they were trying to draw was like the kind of lock that has the curved top yeah. that slips through. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a combination um, lock. Thank you. Exactly. And then on the other side, which Augustus had done, it says Luke's looks don't matter. I actually am at an age where I think Luke's don't matter either. <laughs> um, so, and, and the don't is written in the barbed wire um, handwriting. And it says, looks don't matter. And then it says, they keep us apart. Exclamation point. So, so, but, I mean, so that was a thing. So, so we have, I have this, you know, rule in my family. If you really want something, well, rules a little strong, but I'm always trying to teach my children persuasive and persuasive speech and strategical thinking, right. right? So I was like, what are the three reasons why you object to the Luke? And they, and Augustus said, well, it keeps us apart physically. It keeps us apart mentally, kind of. And Minerva's like, and we don't like it. <laughs> um, and, so, and so I go into the kitchen and my son is there in his, um, uh, his, um, Woody from Toy Story, he's in his Woody pajamas that he's completely outgrown, um, looking really angry. And he hands me, he hands me the next letters. Dear Faith and John, we have previously asked you to remove your Luke. We are asking yet again, yet again in the hand, in the barbed wire handwriting, please remove your Luke, except he wrote please and then crossed it out. Like, like we mean business. Then there's another circumcised penis with a line through it. And it says the anti-Luke foundation. And then there's another note and it says, Dear Faith and John, the anti-Luke foundation does not permit locks. He spelled it right there. You are charged a fine of, and clearly a a number has been written down and crossed out. And if you hear the sirens in the background, I don't know if you can, but that proves that I'm in the Well, that also could be the Um, the Talf coming to get you or another offender. (laughs) Um, uh, You are charged a fine of, and then it says $26. (laughs) 
and that so the whole thing's in pen but the 26 dollars is in like a hunter green marker Ooh. so i have no idea how they came up with that number why they chose maybe the color money the money we have spies around you spies is spelled s-p-e-i-s oh. if you agree to take down the lock sign the enclosed form <laughs> it says <laughs> just noticing this this is TELF, all in caps, right? Like a good acronym should. And then in parentheses, it says TELF in, in lowercase. <laughs> is that the, wait, is that like a pronunciation? Like, you know, like the pronunciation? No, it's making me, I don't know why this is making me laugh so hard. It's like, here, we're TELF. Let me describe what that stands for. TELF. TELF. <laughs> and then it says Oh, and then they enclosed the the thing that we were supposed to sign. I hereby, H-E-A-R-B-Y, uh, agree to the terms of the Anti-Lock Foundation, and I will sign this contract for the greater good. Oh. And then it says, and then it says, please do it. And then there are two lines, and then it says, TALF. And then, and then there's a little receipt in there, like the actual fine, and it says, TALF. And then it says, why, colon, kind of impressed my kid knows how to use a colon, having a lock. And then it says $26. And then I don't know how much time we have. This is like the longest one woman show I've ever done. <laughs> but then then they had, in fact, used the iPad and made like a public service <clears throat> announcement. Ask, asking, like the audience for this announcement, it wasn't me and John. The audience was you, Steve, and everyone who might care for these poor children who have been locked out. This is the Anti-Lock Foundation to you. Now is the time to take action, protest, mail her letters, and join the fight. They know they're supposed to be quiet in the morning. And so I, I, I think they were probably speaking in hushed tones because they didn't want to get in trouble. But it really makes their video plea like really earnest because they're like, hey, <laughs> we really need your help. And then they, they, the people marching with them are the Harry Potter itty bitties that I recently bought them from hallmark.com. <laughs> so, so I'm talking, I'm talking, they've joined ranks with Dolores Umbridge, like cute Dolores Umbridge and cute Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh my God. That, okay. That's how far you've gone. They've gone to that side. Yes. Now, wait, I have a couple quick questions that I'm sure everyone listening would like to know. First of all, do you think when he has the pointy writing, um, do you think he used his other hand? Oh, that's a great question. No, because it's very legible. It's in, okay. in fact, there's no way he used his other hand because it's so deliberately ominous mm -hmm. and sinister mm -hmm. that he worked extra hard with his dominant hand. Do they think that $26 is a lot of money? <laughs> It's not, I'm not um, making fun of people who need, like, I'd like no. $26 too. Oh, no, I'm not laughing at, at that, at the number either. I, I just think that's such a good question. And I want to say yes, because when my father sends them cards with, like, single dollar bills that equal their age, yeah. their eyes get really big. And they say, we can go to the candy store. And then I always say, I never take you to the candy store. So they have this imaginary candy store in their heads that they're going to. But it's funny, Steve, because the other day I said something about $100 to Augustus. And he was like, oh, well, that's cheap. 
And I was like, what? I forget what the context was, but I was, I was sickened by my consumptive capitalistic son. I was like, who are you? An eight year old to say something's cheap at a hundred dollars. We are suffragettes for fuck's sake. (laughs) So, so I, I think that they think that $26, I mean, clearly it's more than 25. I think they think that's going to hurt. So now I understand also that there was some sort of, um, performance art that happened? Walks don't matter, walks don't matter, walks don't matter, walks don't matter. So we finally in June found this, it it is an understatement to call him a babysitter because he is now extended family, but this amazing director, like bonafide theater director, uh, because this is New York, right? Who his five shows are all you know, in limbo that he was supposed to direct in 2020. And he's part of this wonderful, like babysitting company that all these Broadway performers have joined, right? Like, because nobody has any work and all these New York City families are so lucky because everybody has like singing, dancing Mary Poppins now for babysitters. And his name is Will and he is a godsend. And so Will comes over and the next thing I know, Will, the theater director has helped them devise a show in which they use, my my children never rehearse enough. Let me just say that. But they use these big plastic um, Lego, like canisters that hold Lego. And they they build it up to be about, I don't know, five five feet high. And they put pillows on either side. And I come out of my room and they're like, oh, okay, mommy, are you ready? Are you ready? And, um, And Minerva, and Augustus put on this kind of performance where um, Minerva's on one side of the Lego wall and Augustus is on the other and they both need each other and they're trying to reach out, but they can't get there because there's a wall in between them. And then, and then Augustus says to Will, who's off stage, who's apparently also a stage manager here. He's like, put on a song that will make mom cry, put on a song that'll make mom cry. And then, so everybody stops Oh, and then Minerva says it's it's like a two act show. So she goes over to the window shades and pulls them down and then pulls them back up. And that's a curtain. Sure. That's a curtain. And then they put on this new-ish Alanis Morissette song that's like the pandemic anthem for all parents. It's called A Blaze, which is a song that they know makes me cry. So they put this Alanis Morissette on. That Wait, the, I have to interrupt whole... you. I have to interrupt you because Sarah yeah. Sarah McLaughlin is so fucking pissed at them right now. She's mm. like, I have a library, you little bitches. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But that's my fault because I haven't opened my children up to, to Sarah McLaughlin's um, you know, oeuvre. And, and so the the, the um, chorus of this new Alanis Morissette song is my I, – I get – Terry, when I say this, my mission is to keep the light in their eyes ablaze. Like it's all about <sighs> keeping our children like buoyant and full of faith and all this stuff. So, so they put that fucking song on and instead of it making me cry, I'm kind of amazed at their manipulation technique. Like I'm kind, <laughs> I'm kind of in awe of it. And I'm looking at Will like, these kids mean business. And Minerva is the best improviser I've ever seen. And she's kind of doing this interpretive dance. And then... And then they, at the end, they decide to like take down the Lego wall and they're holding each other. And then Minerva whispers, get mom some candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
Augustus is tall enough to go into like my Easter, my Easter jelly bean stash and gets me a couple of sour Starburst jelly beans. And, um, and I clapped and, and, and that was, that was the end. I mean, I think what they wanted me to say was the lock comes down, but honestly, I don't know how much it takes to, to dis, what's the word I want? Disinstall. If that's a word, yeah. disinstall the lock. So, maybe uninstall, so, I mean, that's, but sure. uninstall. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's kind of, I, I feel like there, that was just a really slow denouement there, but, um, uh, at least I've given you the soundtrack to go out on. You're going to play the Alana song. Well, I can't afford it, but sure, we're all going to hum it. Now, listen, <laughs> do you have any plans to take the lock off, or are we just going to try to get past this? No, I'm not taking the lock off. Okay, fuck that. Because I, and, and the thing is, I don't even use it. Like, I haven't even used it. It's the it idea. Was, it was the idea of it. And I actually, you know, thinking about talking to you for this, I actually took my voice memo and asked them at dinner and recorded it. I was like, where does Tal stand now? And Augustus, he's just kind of lost steam. Mm. I, 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 think, I think what motivated them was just this idea of protesting. Right. Because I have to tell you that the day after that happened, I woke up and they have these two stuffed llamas that they call the grand high llamas and the llamas call each other sis number one and sis number two. <laughs> the llamas, when I woke up, Minerva had a new sign that said llama lives matter. And she was, <laughs> she, she was marching with that. And like, I never said llama lives don't matter. No, what you said was all animals matter. Oh, <laughs> uh- I ne- I mean I never said such a thing. I mean you thought but, it. But but I had to <laughs> But I had but I only told my housewife friends that. Um but uh, but I I kind of had to pull them aside and make sure that they understand what the black lives matter. I mean I don't mean to bring this down, right? We're having a good time. Yeah. But like I didn't I, I mean I do take I do take BLM seriously and I need to make sure that they understood that when they marched and said black lives matter that like, and they, and they do, it turns out like they do have the understanding. I hope they had that's age appropriate about like unfair um, treatment of of black people and police brutality. Right. Right. Um, But, but they just, um, they've just taken the, the lives matter and run with it. And that is what I'm afraid. Like, like it's a slippery slope from, from law, from Black Lives Matter to locks don't matter to llamas lives matter. Like I don't. If they start saying all lives matter, we're just I, you're fucked. I, we're from I'm fucked. Like all of my progressive parenting will just just come back to bite my ass. I'm going to wrap up these shows with the same questions for all my guests. Okay, so here's my question to you: um, Who inspires you? I'm inspired by so many different people um famous or not and and after this whole monologue that revolves around my being a mother it's so corny to say that my kids inspire me but okay i mean it's it's the low-hanging fruit uh and i'm just gonna squeeze it but but my my kids really do inspire me they're so Oh my God. They're so extra. They're so expressive. They're so creative. Um, they're so, uh, exhausting. 
and relentless. But um, but it's funny because wh- who they are and how they move through the world, I find inspiring. And then also their very existence inspires me to try to be more patient, more compassionate, um, and 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 to 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 try to add value and meaning to the world, if that makes sense. Um, here's a random one that I like to ask everybody to go out a second to last. This can be whatever you want it to be. Tell me something good. Mm. <clears throat> I have felt lately that the thing we call social media, um, particularly Twitter, where I live way more than Instagram, um, and and Facebook, where I, I dip my toes in only a little bit, um, it it has obviously historically been a, a kind of um, cesspool, but I have felt lately that there's just been so much beautiful connection on social media, and and I guess it's a I guess it just goes to show that everything is what you make it. If I decided to dive into political debates on Facebook or engage with assholes on Twitter, it, it wouldn't be that. But um, but every day. Um, if, if I spend time focusing or engaging, there are kind, funny, smart, open-hearted strangers who aren't strangers um, with whom one can connect on social media. Um, and I think that's especially important during this time. Very good. Where can people find you? Uh, I am on I am on Twitter, although I try not to be too much. Um, their ears can find me on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me uh, every once in a while, and their eyes can find me on CBS Sunday Morning. and um, And if you want to know about how these children were made, I mean, not the details, but <laughs> but 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 kind of the love story. Uh, it's it's all in my book, which is kind of a memoir called Approval Junkie. Thank you so much for being my guest. Are you kidding? Thank you for. I'm I'm usually embarrassed to talk too much about my kids because I don't want to be that mom. No, but, but the fa- the fact that you found this delightful found, makes me so happy. This is this is what I'm saying. This is the good in the world, and I and this is going to be the very first show because this is exactly the tone I want it to be. I want to give a quick thank you to my brother Brett for the awesome music that he orchestrated for me and to my niece Jessica for her uh, pretty cool logo, which features me. Thank you very much. So thank you to both of you. Next time on World Gone Good. In a time like now where there's so much stress on so many different things, Optimism is the only thing that we can we can lean on because if we're optimistic about where things are going, we then understand that our pursuit is all that matters. We're talking optimism, we're talking goals, we're talking finding your happy place with my pal Greg Gornick from Live Better. I hope you will tune in. See you soon. And remember, be good.